Hello, Fucker fans. Evening, Fucker fans. Oh, cheers, old oh, boy. Oh, cheers. It's been ages. Bonsoir. Well, ah. it has been ages because somebody's been away on their travels. Yeah, I have. It's been about a week since we did the last one, isn't it? So I apologise. I've been away. You have been away. Where have you been? Very exciting. I went to Iceland. Iceland. Yeah. Mm. Quite icy it was. Oh, very good. It was. Um, but Not as pre- um, didn't it, wasn't it? Didn't it have a different name before? Yeah, Iceland, didn't it? Wasn't it called Snowland? It was. How did you know that? Because I'm switched on. Did you... Uh, have <laughs> you, you told me you're not uh, Did I? Yeah. Oh, let's go to what my memory is like. But what a lovely place that was. Was it good? Lovely. Uh, the only population is, uh, is 300,000 people live there. That's all. Just over 300,000. And how big is the island? Uh, quite big. Right. Don't know. Uh, it's very volcanic, so there's interesting things to see, like boiling mud. <laughs> and geezers not mm. as in like cheeky like, geezers down, down the west town. end yeah. downtown on a Friday not night. them geezers no uh, proper geezers hot water spraying out of the ground and so we, we did a bit of that that was very interesting um, but yeah it was there were blizzards gale force winds we had to contend with pretty well everything yes but mm. lovely, lovely and well, what kind of knock on effect did that have to uh, your current employment oh well I was late back down the yard oh what missed your flight well, I didn't miss the flight. There was no flight to miss. <laughs> I was incandescent with rage because uh, Messrs. EasyJet, despite the wind being only a roughly 140 kilometres an hour, they decided that that was unsafe. And uh, in fact, uh, for all of our uh, viewers, uh, we could post a video clip that I did explaining yes. my displeasure at EasyJet uh, on the British Bobby's Off The Cuff Facebook page. We'll do that. We'll, we'll do that. that. And then you'll see that and you'll see how ridiculous it was for EasyJet to have... Uh, Cancel the flight in such yeah, clement weather conditions. They could have landed in that weather, couldn't they? No problem at all. We just, no it's, at all. just well, we've had a pilot on here. He, he flies in. Yeah, we'll ask him. Actually. We'll ask him. We'll ask him. Taps. Surely, uh, you just change the direction of the runway, don't you? Just take off into yeah, the wind. Yeah, no problem at all. Anyway, so, so they, they so uh, <coughs> it was rather nice to put us up in a hotel for the night. It was quite a bare necessity kind of hotel. There weren't many uh, frills in this airport hotel, but. It was nice, so I wasn't ungrateful. Mm. They fed us and watered us and um, panned us to our every whim. And who went? Was it just you and the Russian spy? Just me and the Russian spy, because obviously difficult getting Russian spies into Iceland mm. and out. Mm. Um, but all things considered, no, it was fairly trouble-free. She just made a couple of phone calls to, to Vladimir, somebody or other. Uh, and uh, he fast-tracked her through. Really? I think mean, they threatened to send things over. That what, some clock inspectors? Yeah, that's right, you're not yeah. That lovely clock in Reykjavik Cathedral. So I got a text message then uh, saying something on the lines of, uh, oh, good evening, old boy. Um, stranded in Iceland, all flights cancelled. I won't be at work tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cost me quite a lot of money to get EasyJet to uh, to cancel that flight. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah. The things um, you'll do to get out so of So I was just sorry I let you down, old boy. And I knew it put a bit of a strain on the system down the yard, but I think you rose to the occasion. I did. Yeah. As always, text back, not a problem. Yeah, You'll do anything to get out of work. Yeah. Enjoy your additional day. It was good. Iceland, what a lovely place. I think we saw one police vehicle. Didn't see any police officers anywhere at all. Not in the airport, not, not anywhere. So is it, you know, is that because there, are, there aren't any, like... Snaps. Okay. Yeah, there's none there. Really? There's no beggars. There's no apparent homeless. Well, mainly probably because it's freezing cold and they'd probably die within hours. Mm. Um, but 
it's just one of those places which looks to be full of normal people going about their lawful business. Normal people. Normal people. And it's like, I think, like the Scandinavian countries like Finland, Norway, which are always right up there at the top of the list of satisfying places Mm. to live and, you know, the feel-good factor. And it clearly has that. Even the lowest um, level jobs uh, are quite well paid, so the standard of living for everyone is quite high. Um, i tell you what was refreshing, was on the morning after the big storm, it was still very, very windy, very icy, and of course every, every school in the UK would have been closed in those circumstances. No. We looked out the window and what do we see? Kids on swings. Uh, right. At school. At school. Yeah, and they were... You know in the UK that if you have like a tiny patch of ice, it's all called off salted and warning signs and ringing up parents saying, do you know, it's, you know your child might die if they step on this ice today and it went on our responsibility. Yeah. Uh, none of that. These kids are skating across on their shoes, falling over. And do you know what? They're getting up and they're, no. not, they're not even sort of complaining or getting injured or saying, oh, I've got whiplash mess. Mm. Not even like the parents going in afterwards and saying... And complaining, what are you doing letting my child step on that square centimetre of ice? Mm. It's utterly refreshing. Like Mm. normal people. My God, I wish the UK was like that. Where do we go? Where did it all go so horribly wrong? I've no idea. I was having this discussion with Lord Weston today, earlier today. Oh, yeah. Why is it that in our so-called advanced societies in in the Western world, how come we've got such... Poverty and, and such a negativity about the, the lifestyle for so many, mm. poor education, but all, all of these things. How have we arrived at this situation? How have we arrived where the wealth is concentrated with so few, well, like yourself, and, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and yet poverty and a poor standard of living is widespread in, in our communities? You know, we're supposed to be, what, the fifth biggest economy in the world? Well, we were a few years back, and we're probably down to about 12 now, but... Well, the, the, the Europeans will have it that people believe that we'll yeah. be, like, you know, we'll be last when we come out of Europe. Oh, crikey, yeah. So how can, how, can, how can we be like this? I'm getting a bit more left-wing as I'm getting older. Oh, yeah, what? I think so. A bit, well, I don't we'll come back to that. Hey. I was going to say, we could talk a little bit about business and mindset and, and, and about wealth Ooh. and shift. So... I think if you had an experiment where we where, where we took say a thousand people yeah. just randomly a thousand people what including yeah. snaps and yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. from a, so we extract extracted people from different strata of society so from people that were entrepreneurs people that were uh, operated at senior management level people that operated at middle management lower management working class blue collar workers uh, unemployed people right yep. let's say a thousand people okay and we give them all a million pounds yeah and we leave them for a year yeah what do you think will happen to the wealth what the wealth that they've got between them in total yeah it will be concentrated back at the top end yeah why because those at the bottom end have no have they they haven't had the lifestyle that would lead them towards making the decisions that those pe- those other people would make. Right, they so wouldn't have been educated by their that, parents. There to... you go. That's the one key word that you're looking for: education. Right. Let me. So the wealth will shift, and it will shift where ninety percent of it will go back towards the people that have the entrepreneurial streak or the business owner streak or come from 
um, wealth because they will have been educated differently to those that haven't. So it's not about money and distribution of wealth. It's about education. And so I would say to you the following. Of the people that are the blue-collar workers and the perhaps the people that are unemployed, how many of them own a library card, which is free? Yeah. Probably but if you come from a family, zero. if you come from a family that's never had a library card, ah, but but my point is, I mean, you've that... come from a long line of millionaires, so come <laughs> oh yeah, you know, I don't think so. <laughs> you know, all these my things are worked, natural. My dad worked carpenter, and mum worked in a book book bookmaker. <laughs> so my dad worked carpenter. Anyway. Yeah, cool. So, so my point is, I bet none of them have got a library card. So the the and why is that? Because library cards are free, and you can go and get educated. You can go and educate yourself. Yeah, yeah, but you know, you were saying that as if that is going to be a natural progression for people. No, what, no, I'm just trying to give you an, no, I'm just trying to give you an example of everybody says there's, there's such disproportion of wealth distribution. No, I think I understand. I, that, I th- and I, I, I get, and, and there is, and I would never say that there isn't. But why do more lottery w- winners end up worse off? After they've won the lottery, they've not than before. been brought up yeah. in an environment yeah. where you you were yeah. they're sensible so, with that. So they're, it's they're lack of edu- day it's, by day. So it's lack of education. It's not lack of wealth. It's lack of education. I go along with that, but but by and large, for me, I think a large part of that education is from your parents and your grandparents. You know, not necessarily scholastic education. You know, in the formal sense, but. You know, the, all of those things about working hard, endeavour, educating yourself, blah, 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 that you want to pass on to your children. A, lot, a whole swathe of society mm. doesn't have that. And the net result is you have the haves and you have the have-nots. And it, I find it remarkable in this day and age, not necessarily in the same cultures, but how can it be? How can it be that such massive wealth is generated by a section of society and yet in other parts of the world we have children that starve? How can that be right? I, and the older I get, the less I can justify that situation continuing. I just find it remarkable that with a clear conscience, people can go ahead and continue to generate such huge wealth. Because I think it's a positive thing. It generates jobs, it gives more opportunity, blah, 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 blah. But that whole tier of society, the have-nots, you know, victims of persecution and civil war, etc., etc., and their children dying in their arms from malnutrition or whatever, I just find it incredible mm. that we can live in a society that allows that to continue. But hey, we've got a general election coming off today. It could all change. It could, it all, could all change. change. It won't, but it could. Mm. But then again, you know, I'm a, I'm a Tory voter through and through. I'm a capitalist. I think you cut you in half. Yeah. You're blue in the middle, aren't you? Yep. I've gone through all phases. I, I, I was going a bit green at one point, mm. a little bit liberal. Mm. Um, but no, I'm erring on the side of uh, the ugly face of capitalism again now. Mm. But uh, yeah, Labour could get in. Diane, she's played a blinder today. Well, she's they? very left, isn't she? I mean, uh, talk, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, when you was on holiday then, did, tell me, you had a bit of a, uh, a, bit of a clothing faux pas. Oh, well, um, well, that's a bit embarrassing, really. I'm not sure if I want to share that with people. Oh, well, I think you should. Oh, God, all right. Because, I mean, to be fair, I mean, you're a very well-educated man, you've been an entrepreneur, you've worked in the public sector, you now work for the best hired company. Richest man in Europe? No, I don't think so. Now I work for the, uh, the nicest hired company in the UK. Yeah, voted, voted for. the nicest hired company yeah. in the UK. Yeah, so... 
was it easy to make that mistake? Uh, if you get if you're in a hurry, yes. All right. Okay. So yeah. I, so what did you do then? Tim? Well, I we we were we were uh, wined and dined by EasyJet because the flight flight was uh, uh, cancelled, <laughs> and so we got packed off to this uh, restaurant and and for lunch, and I'd got changed before going. It was all a bit of a hurry, you know, like things are sometimes, you know, and. Uh, I sat down at the restaurant with my young lady opposite and uh, she looked at me as I took my jacket off and said, put your jacket on. <laughs> now, my young lady is lovely, soft as grease. And mm, she, would, she is lovely. She's, it's very unusual for her to be so forthright. And so I sort of questioned it, really. I said, no, I'm fine, I'm not cold. Put your jacket back on. Uh... And I looked down. She was looking at my, looking pointedly at both my shoulders. And I'd managed to put my top on inside out. <laughs> <laughs> so I had big fluffy bits all around my shoulders, which was like the seam of the inside out bloody top that I was wearing. I did feel an idiot. So I put my jacket on really quickly and then suddenly found the need to go down to the toilet. Uh, <laughs> downstairs. And then came back. Ta-da! Awesome. As if it never happened. Yeah. And of course, well, luckily, I mean, I'm not bloody shadow home secretary, of course. I mean, well, I mean, surely somebody that, you know, operates at that level and that intelligent... Yeah, they'd have dressers, wouldn't they? Well, you'd think so, wouldn't you? Because um, the shadow home secretary, Diane Abacus, she's... Well, she's been conspicuous by her absence all the way through this election yes. campaign. She's been told, Diane, don't say anything, don't in- be interviewed by anybody, keep your head down until the election's over then it's all fine and dandy. Then you're in. All you have to do is turn up on polling day and smile. What could go wrong? What could go wrong? What could go wrong? Yeah. Quite a lot, as it turns out. <laughs> she's that left. <laughs> she's, she's leftist. Left. Yeah. And Go for the then. benefit of our uh, viewers and listeners abroad, our Shadow Home Secretary managed to put on two left shoes. Clearly not from the same pair. So we've got one <laughs> patent leather shoe with a brown sole, and the other one is a black moccasin, isn't <laughs> it? With some little dangling, dangling bits on the front. And she's managed to squash her right foot <laughs> into this moccasin, <laughs> and it clearly doesn't fit. What? Oh, How could you? Oh, God. Oh, was she in that much of a rush to get to the polling station? Or was it the fact that she'd been locked well, up for the last six perhaps weeks? Perhaps she was in Iceland, and uh, her flight got cancelled, oh. and it was all a bit of a rush. So, oh, my God. Can you imagine her on the world stage? Can you imagine her peers, what they must be thinking? Oh, yeah. They're oh I mean, you guys in America, I know your president's had a bit of trouble with people taking the mickey out of him sometimes about his hair and this and that. But trust me, you've got nothing to worry about uh, compared to... Yeah. gets in. Oh, my God. And then if anything happens to Corbyn, she could be prime minister. Can you imagine how funny that would be? She'd be the first black... Comedy prime minister first ever. First black prime minister. Yeah. And certainly the first black comedy Prime Minister. Female. With yeah. Two left feet. Yeah. Wow. Brilliant. Anyway, so, but um, a little bird tells me that you've had some clothing faux pas back in the day. Um, yeah, I have, yeah. Have you got anything you'd like to share? My most famous one. Yeah. Oh, you've got a few, have you? Probably. Probably. I've turned up probably in the wrong uniform somewhere in the Navy for the wrong event oh, I would have done no doubt uh, so I was in New Orleans when, once 
Once upon a time, when I was in the Navy. Were you under the influence of intoxicating liquor at the time? Very much Are so. We? Yes, okay. very much so. In fact, actually, we was in New Orleans for seven days, and I think there was only one day I had to work, so I was off for almost six whole days in New Orleans. Yeah, it's a bloody night, isn't it? And I remember my chief uh, saying to me, not Chief Constable. Chief Petty Officer. Chief Petty Officer. Yeah. He, was the, he was, I worked for the Chief Stoker. His, his title was Chief Stoker. Chief Stoker. Did he do any Stoker? He was like God. Was it? Amongst the engineering yeah. world. He is God. Really? Yeah. And I worked directly for him on, on his department. So Was he fierce? Yeah. Was he? Hard as nails. Yeah. Could out drink anybody. Yeah. Probably out fight anybody. Yeah. Brilliant. Been in for about 20, Ideal Stoker. 20, 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, there was me and another lad called Spoons who was from Middlesbrough. We is that were, his real name? Yeah. <laughs> We worked, we worked directly for the Chief Stoker. So uh, he came up to me one day and he was, he was dead blunt. And he just went, where's Spoons? And I went, oh, he's probably doing... This, this. Right, get him up here now. So I get hold of uh, Spoons and we, we stand in front of the Chief Stoker. And he looks at us and he says, right, when are you duty? And I went, I'm only duty today, Chief. Then I'm off for like, then I'm not duty for six days. Right, what about you, Spoons? Same, just duty today. And then I'm not duty again for another six days. Right, when you're doing your duty, the pair of you, yeah, I'll see you on a day we sail. I don't need to see you again. Oh. Enjoy, be careful. Cool. See ya. And that was it. And he gave us like six days off. Wow, that's good. Yeah. Not, not, he didn't have to take leave. Oh, so you he just, really? No, he just said, I'll just see you, make sure you're here on the day we sail and you're ready to go. So you don't like even have to come back to the boat? Yeah, you have to come back to the boat because you're not giving you leave. You have to come back to the ship. Oh, what? Time yeah. to clock in and then go yeah, back out again? Yeah, as long as you're back for. Quarter to eight in the morning. Yeah, without a prosthetic leg. Yeah, without. Yeah. That's for another day. Okay. No, we've already done that one. Have we done that one? Have we? I don't know. Well, I don't know anyway. Yeah, carry on. So, yeah, uh, it was it was mental. It was mental. Was we it? went to parts that were rough and we shouldn't have gone to. And yeah. We went to the, the main Bourbon Street, you know, French Quarter, where oh, all yeah. the jazz and, and all the ladies wear the beads around the neck. And right. The more beads they've got around the neck means the more uh, promiscuous and adventurous they've been in public with wow. people. So, for example... The you were headed straight was, for the most beaded ladies in town, I would imagine. No, they were normally on the arm of somebody. <laughs> um, but anyway, on this one particular occasion, it was fairly nice weather when we were... Uh, Is that true about that, when the beads? Yeah, Is yeah. it? You see them wearing the plastic beads and they get, they get thrown at them when they're doing certain dancing, oh, really? exposing parts of their body that... Uh, Is that why you wear a load of beads then, on nights out? We've got our Christmas too coming up in a couple of days. Yeah. I should look forward to seeing you turned out. So anyway, yeah, it was mid-afternoon and we went to this... Uh, went, to a, went to a bar. It was, it was outside of the, the French Quarter. The, uh, and it was a really nice, really nice bar. It was by the river, the, the Mississippi. And um, sort of one half was a bar and the other half was uh, like restaurant, but all open, quite modern for the time. And uh, it was really nice. Anyway, I was in there with a few friends and I was, I was quite, have quite a close relationship with a wren. who was very nice. And, uh, uh, for the benefit of uh, non-seafaring oh, yes. folk? So they're female. Not a small brown bird. No, female ra- uh, ratings. I don't think they're called wrens anymore. I think they're all just seamen. Um, really? Yeah, so it used to be able seamen, which was the men and male. And then wrens, which was the uh, female equivalent, but they're, they're they're all just able seamen. They're all just seamen now, I think. Mm. Not even able. Maybe they are. <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyway, she sat at this bar stool, and I'm I'm stood sort of in between her legs, uh, having a drink, and we're quite close and enjoying ourselves. And, and during the conversation, she was she was smoking a cigarette, and during the conversation, 
I just thought at one point, I thought, my God, that smoke's really getting in my eye. Yeah. <laughs> but it's really uncomfortable. You know? Oh, really? So, you know, you get a little bit of cigarette smoke Is in your face. Marijuana? No, and I thought, because it's really pungent. Anyway, so I put, my, I put my beer down on the bar, and I was about to turn to her and say, and, and I was looking down to where the cigarette was, and, yeah. and to say to her, Claire, you're going to have to move that cigarette, because it's... You can remember her name after oh, all yeah, these years. Yeah, I can, yeah, Wow, yeah. this must have been a moment. Anyway, as I looked down... I see on the front of this like long-sleeved uh, jumper-type thing that I'm wearing, yeah. there is a little orange glow about the size of the end of a cigarette, oh. and I realise she's caught my jumper Ooh. with the end of the cigarette. What and it, it made is, out of this jumper? It was some obviously like ninety percent highly inflammable, ninety percent man-made, <laughs> fl- fluffy yeah, fibre type, petroleum-based brother. Yeah. And I look down, I see this orange, little orange glow. Yeah. And she's obviously caught the front of my jumper with the uh, with the cigarette. With the cigarette. And I'm not joking, right? And it was smoking like you wouldn't believe. I thought, oh my God. And by the time I've realised that the orange glow is getting slightly bigger, raised my right hand yeah. to, in order to bring it down and start patting the uh, orange glow out, it catches fire. God, I flock like a fans in Australia and they're all about this. Yeah, and, it's, and it literally goes up in flames, flames start coming off it. So I start patting it out with my right hand. Yeah, yeah. At which point... My right cuff. No, <laughs> catches, no. Catches fire, right? And, stop, and it's like madly on fire. The but barman, yeah. who's behind the bar, sees this and sees I put my beer down and he runs over and he goes, oh shit, man, you're on fire. He picks my beer up Welsh, to, to throw it at me, right? And he misses and it goes and it hits me from my belt down no. all over my jeans. You so now, it, no, so now I'm on fire with pissed wet jeans. <laughs> At this point, oh. so I've got my arm on fire, waving around on oh. the front of my jumper on fire. Did Claire, anybody video this? No, unfortunately. Oh. No. So Claire jumps off the seat, reaches me, and starts pulling the jumper off of me. And between us, we get it off. Didn't you she, shout something like, there's no time for that, love? She throws it on the floor and st- stamps on it. So still with a beer in her in <laughs> one hand and it, like a cigarette in the oh, other hand. She's, she's stamping it out on the yeah. floor, puts it out, sits back down on the, uh, on the stool, and goes, there you are. So I'm now stood... Uh, naked yeah. from the waist up in Wait this yourself. bar with this restaurant to the right of me with everybody yeah. looking at what's going on. Was it a nice place? Yeah, lovely, yeah. Well, um, looking point. like I've wet myself. Yeah. Uh, and then I get a round of it, so there's like a hey. big round of floors. Like, hey. So <laughs> I, bend, I bend over, I pick my top up off the floor <laughs> and I put it back on. No. And uh, so if you can imagine your right arm and if yeah. you imagine from your, sort of your hand to your inner elbow, that bit of the um, jumper was missing and all around the edge, it's like hard and crusty and brown and black. So that's my right sleeve. Yeah. And then the front of my jumper, sort of if you imagine from your belly button up to your nipple on one side and then down to your sort of ribs is missing of the jumper. It must have caught light quite a while And uh, all crispy around the edge. And I've got a burnt uh, abdomen as well where it's burnt (laughs) burnt me. So I put the jumper back on and I stand and I spend the rest of the night. Did you? Oh you didn't go home and get changed it. No, no, just stay that (laughs) way. Stay that way. What have you done? Uh, yeah, Claire set fire to me. Wow. (laughs) So that was my biggest Have you still got that jumper? Uh, no, no. I took it back to the shop where I bought it from and they gave me money back. Three months I was away on the trip. They gave you your money back. My money back, yeah. Well, because it's spontaneously combusted. Yeah I said I said there's no way. I know somebody caught it with a cigarette, but there's no way it should have done that, should it? And you got your money back. I got my back. money back, yeah. And it was three months after I bought it, because I was away for two months. Wow. So I took it, I wrapped it up. I bet they did that in good spirit. Yeah. Did you give them the whole story? They're probably pissing themselves laughing. Uh, yeah. 
yeah. think I did give them a whole story actually. Did you? But they gave me money back. That's a good story then. Well they didn't actually give me a voucher. I can't believe I've not heard that one before. Oh I've got loads. Hmm. Anyway, there's been some other news, hasn't there? I've I've been out of the loop in relation to police officers getting into trouble. Oh well, yeah, well the uh was it Dalian the footballer? Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Who sadly died? Uh, was it cardiac arrest following him being tasered? Yep. So they, they, one has been charged with murder. The other's been charged with, uh, I think it was ABH. They've set a trial date for September next year. I mean, that's I just cannot. Where is the intent intention to kill somebody with a less than lethal uh, option? Well, it's like that. It's like what we were talking about the other day, wasn't it? There must be more. Like the terrorist attack. There must be more. Than we've seen or heard, mustn't there? There must be more to it than that. But then again, you don't know with today's. Uh, there's that officer. Climate. What's this other officer that's been uh, in trouble for um, liberally battening someone over the head? Oh yeah, so nine, I think is it nine years post-event where he's delivered a baton strike and it's caught a student over the head. I think nine years on, the student is seeking some. Well, he's, he's made some com- kind of complaint, and the officer is now facing like gross misconduct uh, charges. I mean, there's, there's the student, yeah, at the front of the line. Perfectly law-abiding student, Perfectly law-abiding, no doubt. A peaceful demonstrator with his face covered. Yeah, oh, that's f- unusual for peace, peaceful demonstrator, is it? isn't it? Is it? We're well, just, just throwing it oh, out. Oh, right, right, okay, I thought it was I've been, I've been some demonstrations in my time, but I never felt the need to cover my face. Hmm. Yeah, but you were on the side of the police. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I've been to some demonstrations, I think, over the years. I can't remember what they were for, though. When I was a young socialist back in the a day. A young socialist? Yeah, I was a young socialist. And you only did that to piss your dad off? Yeah, I did, yeah. 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 I was thinking I've told the viewers too. about that, yeah. Because yeah. he was concerned. If you want to join a political party, son. Yeah, all right, then. <laughs> what have you joined? The Communist Party. Yeah. No, the Socialist. Same thing. Anyway. So, uh, yeah, so he's in a bit of bother for that. So, uh, do, do you remember... Um, yeah, I think there's been some kind of hearing because the chief inspector who was in charge at the time has said something along the lines of, I don't recall telling the officers to draw batons. However, I had my baton in my hand and right. it was it was getting a bit tasty type thing. Yeah. And we're never taught... Uh, so they said to him, what about the, the head strike this uh, officer delivered him? Well, that's not taught in training. And I was like, well, that's a really fucking helpful comment yeah, from the chief inspector but actually yeah, but it's I, causing it training. is because I remember going because they're red areas and then you ask you got oh, green yeah. green, amber and red yeah so red's in the ghoulies isn't head, it head sternum yeah so um, so it is there isn't it and so look right so that has the potential for being lethal although you'd have to give somebody very good whack in the ghoulies to be causing any kind of life threatening situation wouldn't you um, and so everybody knows all about that in the training. And if necessary, though, yeah. to prevent harm to yourself and harm to members of the public or serious harm, I would imagine that mm. yeah, everything. It's like you arm firearms together. You'll shoot someone in the head. I'll shoot them in the leg, but no, you just go straight in and shoot them in the head for the merest indiscretion. So I was thinking about it, and uh, and some of the comments made. So is it this peaceful demonstration? He's got himself to the front of the line where. Where the police are attacking the front line of yeah. the demonstrators. Like Zulu like, Dawn, it was. Yeah, thousands of them. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible the whites of their eyes. Yeah, all that. Yeah. yeah. So he's got himself to the front. He's covered his face because obviously he's, he's there peacefully demonstrating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. His right go. to demonstrate. Yeah. His right of freedom of speech. Yeah. And uh, right to assemble and all that. Yeah. He's got all those things under human rights. Yeah. He's somehow come into contact with or touched a fence. 
yeah. or barrier yeah. that's being passed overhead. Why was a barrier there then? What's that all about? Oh, was it, were they throwing... Was that to facilitate the peaceful demonstration? <clears throat> was, was, were they throwing them at the police? Really? Oh, no, hang on a minute. That'd come a bit Sorry. Deep. Oh, did, did they throw... No, no, my mistake. They were putting the barriers at the front to stop the police attacking them. Oh, And his hand can... just so happened to come into contact with it. You know, but perhaps you couldn't see what he was doing properly because of his face covering. Yeah. Maybe he realised all the time. Then. Well, when I was driving here this evening through, uh, through Boldston, around that way, yeah. um, I drove past this little old lady's bungalow and um, uh, this, ra- this police officer pulled up in this panda and randomly started attacking her. Because that's what cops do, don't they? Yeah, they do it all the time. Yeah, for no yeah. reason. Yeah, no, batting out, smacking around the head. Yeah. Get back, you old git, he was shouting. Get back. But it's just, it's just normal, isn't it? Everybody does around here. Yeah, I mean, you just, just like attack people for yeah. no reason. So, uh, undoubtedly then, this will be taken very seriously and the officer will get into a lot of trouble. Ooh, I would imagine so. Yeah. Mm. Nine years Nine years later. on. Mm. Bit like, I mean, um, bit like that football match. Open the gates. Yeah. Don't open the gates. Open the gates. Don't. And that went on for 30 years. So I suppose he should count himself lucky. It only took nine years to come out. <sighs> yeah. Shocking. <sighs> mm. oh, that is... It, it begs belief, doesn't it? No, I can't be wrong. No, no we lost the ability to. What? What would happen? What would happen if someone in Russia complained about the way they're being policed? Uh, they'd probably be, be up for similar type treatment from the state. Yeah, wouldn't they? Oh, I don't disagree with that. Isn't it madness? You know, we do have a right to assemble. We do have a right to free speech, and I think people should be able to stand outside with placards, voicing their you know, vitriolic condemnation of the bloody idiots that got us into whatever mess it was at the time. Yeah. Well, there'll be new messes coming up and, you know, let's defend our right to demonstrate. But, as you would have experienced, and with these big-time Nottingham rights, although possibly not a riot, where there were lots and lots of different mm. um, violent disorders, not a riot, um, people do stupid things. They throw firebombs. There was a... Nick, wasn't there in uh, in Nottingham that was uh, was firebombed, wasn't there? Uh, yeah, it was Canning Circus. Oh, yeah, Canning, Canning Circus. Um, <clears throat> and, and yet we we allow these people to behave in that manner with virtually no kind of retribution whatsoever. Mm. I, I, I don't know. Um, I think by our lack of action in, in, you know, dealing with these people robustly, we just mm. perpetuate the problem, make it worse. And then these people will, will make a complaint. I mean, this policing's so difficult now, isn't it? When when people can make the most ridiculous complaint and it will always be taken very seriously rather than in relatively short order. <coughs> yep, 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 we understand your right to make a complaint. We'll have a quick look at the evidence. Uh, no, piss off. That's what it was like when I first joined. People used to ring in and complain and the control room was still at the local police station then. Yeah. And uh, yeah, nothing got past then. Yeah. Sorry, somebody's done what? Throwing an egg at you, egg, egg at your car that's parked. And we won't clean this off then. Yeah, it's not a police matter. Bye. Cheers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Next door, cats shitting on your garden. Yeah, see ya. We could do with getting in a nice high up officer from back in the old days, shouldn't we? Yeah, at we'll try and point. do that. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? And have their perspective on how things are now and how they used to be in the past. Hmm. Do you think we're losing the battle? Uh, to some extent, we've already lost it. Do you think? I think so. I think so. But think when, I, when, I, when I travel, and I don't travel quite as often as I might like to do, but certainly when I go to Scandinavia... Thank goodness, because you always stick it... Yeah, <laughs> stick yeah, it. I always get stuck there. The odd, the odd day on the yeah. Um Especially when I go to Scandinavian countries, 
I think to myself, how did we get into this mess? How did we bring up a society so full of hatred, so full of angst, so full of snowflakes, so full of people that can't understand the word no, needy people that are desperate for attention? How? Where's it? I just feel it's gone horribly wrong. Horribly talk, wrong. Let's talk about the Dutch for a minute then. Oh, the Dutch. Did we talk about Swarty oh, Pete oh. on... Did we talk about Swerty Pete on one of the previous podcasts? Uh, possibly, possibly not. Might have done. Might have dropped him in. But yeah. So there, well, there's an example then. I've been I've been to uh, Holland, and um, you know, they're very liberal minded, aren't they, in relation to drug use in certain areas of of Amsterdam? Yeah, as we will become ourselves. Yeah, but, but why aren't we already? But the point is, so they're, they're liberal with, with all of that drug use yep. in. Um, in certain places in Amsterdam, and I think there's another city as well isn't there, where, they can, where you can do it quite freely. Yeah. I, I don't think you can do it anywhere in Amsterdam, can you? It has to be within certain areas. Oh, right, certain districts. I think, okay. yeah. But, you know, if the, if, if the EU said to the UK, oh, you're not, you're not letting people use drugs in certain parts of London and certain parts of Birmingham and Manchester, you're not having those areas, you know, we'd go, yeah, okay. But I bet they haven't in, in Holland. I bet they've gone, we'll do it all right. We'll do it all right. And it's the same with Swer- Swerty Pete, which is, so for our listeners, I don't know if we've covered this before. So one of their stories around Christmas time is about Santa, written by a Dutch writer, I can't remember his name, a story about Santa, and he had a helper who was a, uh, an escaped Moor black guy who suddenly became, I think he was in, in, trapped in in slavery, but he got free, I think, and then uh, suddenly became Santa's helper. Well, yeah. And he used to go with Santa, so this is the Dutch story, he used yep. to go with Santa and help deliver all the presents. So they've got a tradition now in, in Holland where at Christmas time people get dressed up and they black their faces up and they go round their local community dressed up as uh, Swerty Pete, which is Black Pete, yep. and they break into... Oh, is that what the term... I was going to yeah, ask you, what does that term actually Black Pete, mean? Black Pete, I think it means. Yeah. Yeah, and they, they break into your house... So you'll be in your house, they'll go and they'll open the door, yeah. and they open the door and they throw in uh, treats, like sweets and uh, candy and, you know, chocolate, stuff like that. And that's what they do. And the EU said, yeah, I'm not really sure about that. It's, um, yeah, it's it's sort of depicting, you know, slavery and, you know, glamorising, you know. Doing so? And that's what they said. Do you think so? so that's what, do you think that's what the Dutch public because thought? That, well, no. Do you know what the Dutch said? Stuff you, mate. Yeah. We're going to carry on. Yeah, we're going to carry on. Yeah. Quite so, right, too. So maybe if we had a more... Uh, so having a liberal approach, stuff is great, but maybe if we had a, we had a better standpoint, maybe if our, our government could stand up a bit more and say, do you know what? Yeah. We, we understand your rules and your regulations. Yeah. But... We, we don't do agree with you on this one. No. So and we're going to carry on doing consequently, it. Consequently, yeah. And that's what I hated about the EU, and that's why I was a voter to come out, was that loss of... The loss of the sort of the, the, the freedoms and expression and the sovereignty that you that well, I think that sovereignty we have. is a good word to use, isn't it? We, yeah. Our identity yeah. was, was, was diluted. I had this fear that we were going to have this big European mass, ultimately, inevitably having the same currency, the same very socialist. Yeah, and I don't like that idea. I travel and I love the differences. That's why I like to travel. Well, that's what makes travel so rich. Yeah, isn't it? Different currencies, having the foggiest how much something is and finding out you paid far too much for it. and All of those yeah. things, all the new diseases you get from abroad and yeah. 
all of the sorts of cultural things that, that you, you pick up along the way. The cheap t-shirts that you can buy. Yeah, the food that pence. makes you sick. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on, I'm talking myself out of this. But no, I love that diversity. I love that. And, and you know, I just don't like being in a society where everybody takes offence at bloody everything and you can't do a thing without someone complaining. Some mock offence. So... Hmm. I agree. We should have... Our government should have stood up for our values more so than what they have done and not rolled over so much to the EU. I think yeah, we should have done that. Back yeah. the Dutch. I mean, look at the French. Look how they... If, if they... They just, well, they, they they just do whatever they want to do. in the street, won't they? They just do whatever they want to do. Yeah. If the cops have had enough, the cops will go out and strike. Yeah, that's true. If the if the farmers have had enough, they'll just blockade everything. And the fishermen. And, and very militant yeah, or, fishermen. Or fisherwomen. Or fish people. Fish people. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so yeah, any uh, French fisher ladies that um, want to get in touch and comment on that uh, that last debacle, then uh, please yeah. feel free. Yeah. On flockaleaks at gmail dot com. Don't think we're going to get too many on that one. (laughs) (laughs) We haven't done much policing tonight, have we? Very little. Oh, we mentioned those four lads about the bathroom, haven't we? Mm. Any other policey ones that have come up since I've been away? Uh, No, I think there's some uh, local misconduct hearings going on. Is there? With a few people. Is there? There's going to be some interesting outcomes, I think. All right, then. Anything you can share with us at the moment? Not live. Oh, we've got to say, uh, get well soon, Nuno, in Portugal, because oh, he's been involved in a big-time uh, RTC. What, on the job? Yeah, no. No, I think he was, wasn't at work at the time. Um, but, uh, yeah, he's, on, he's making a full recovery, hopefully, but he was involved in quite a nasty RTC fairly recently, so uh, best of luck, Nuno. He's a big Flocker fan. He is a big Flocker fan, yeah. yeah. Thin blue line, Portugal. Yeah, spot on he is. Yeah, uh, we've, got strong, we've got strong ties in with him now, haven't we? We have. We're going to go and see him. Uh, we are. Well, yeah, we haven't got an invite. No, we haven't set a date yet. Yeah, we, we haven't got an invite. Interview the uh, Portuguese cops. Yeah. That'd be good. We've got some old oh, Iceman, C. Have uh, oh, we had any Josh, more feedback recently? Uh, ricochet. Ricochet. All good, yeah. Are they happy? Hello. They're all happy. Are they? Mm. Excellent. All good feedback, yeah. Yeah. There's Posh Gangster. Hi. Hi. <laughs> okay? Mm-hmm. Want to say anything? No. No. Not tonight. She's all chilled tonight. Yeah. Well, oh. I think, short and sweet. Yeah. And uh, just to say, we haven't gone away. We are back. And we have got uh, a couple of exciting guests coming up. We're going to try Well, and... yeah, we said that, didn't we, about those people that we haven't been able to get back on just yeah. recently. We could try and squeeze them in before Christmas. Yeah, I think we really need to do that. Yeah, we'll have some Christmas music in the background, we'll have some mince pies. Make a Christmas, make a, have a festive episode. Shall we? We need someone big. Yeah. Don't we? Yeah. What, you know, like someone who size. Has, well, just like, yeah, somebody in stature, someone that that would impress. Someone old school, that's what I reckon. Yeah. Not some recent namby-pamby that just pounds the whim of anybody that blows in that direction. We need <laughs> somebody with some... Yeah, gumption. Uh, what's that, what's the, uh, what's the term chutzpah? Chutzpah. Isn't it, is that the Jewish term, chutzpah? Mm-hmm. Because obviously if Boris gets in, then that'd be all okay. But obviously if Labour get in... Well, we've got be... long to wait, have we? I'm excited. How long is it now? Well, we've got about an hour and 40 minutes. Hour and 40 minutes before, before the election, out. yeah. So I'm anything... telling. Tonight is it. Is it? Is it? Not now, but mm. 10 o'clock. We're going to be watching it. Yeah. So. Okay. I, well, I let's cheers, everyone. Uh, Fox Shot Oscar. Fox Shot Oscar. Cheers.
Thank you. Thank you.